and welcome back. I'm Steven. I am Nick. And today we're going to do something that I suspect we'll do um, for a while now. It's been two weeks since we had our last radio show, and the news story that's the fastest moving and one of the most interesting to me is the Democratic primary. Hey, people get sick of elections. I don't. So we're going to talk about, in these last two weeks, have these candidates' stocks, has these candidates' stock... Yes, each I don't know individual candidate stock has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same, and I think it'll be a good way of framing like how the news cycle is treating them, how they're standing in the polling and fundraising and stuff like that. So, um, I'll throw some candidates at you, Nicholas, and I'll ask how you feel about it, and then I'll give my input. Let's do it. All right, let's start with. Kirsten Gillibrand. Are, are we doing actual stock numbers? No, no, you don't have to give actual numbers. Just say like, okay. has their position improved? Has it um, gotten worse? I think her position has stayed the same, which is bad. Which is very, yeah. Which is bad. It's like 1% bad. Right, right. Um, I agree. I think she's just getting no media attention. Most people listening. <laughs> Do we have enough people to have a most? <laughs> you have to have three people to have most. Um, most people listening probably haven't even heard of her right all problems yeah well what, senator from new york well, what's hard for her is is like like what does she care about you know it it, it really seems like her only thing is like look i'm a mother right i mean i, I mean i mean i mean that's like her, her big differentiating factor and, and that's not enough so you're looking at a field of like 20 democrats so more than anything you need a strong brand to stick out 20 right? democrats eight I, I would say between five to eight real contenders. Well, I'm saying people might declare. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, I don't think Kirsten Gillibrand's a real contender yet either. You know? I, you know, and that's hard to say because she's like a senator compared right. to like Beto O'Rourke who's a nothing. Right. <laughs> right now. But his odds are higher than hers yeah, for I, sure. Isn't Andrew Yang's odds close to hers? I mean. Like 1%? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, Andrew Yang's probably lower, you know? Yeah. Like he's probably so far below 1% that's so much lower. But she's having a really hard time. And... I like you said exactly. You need a brand, right? Bernie Sanders has his brand. Um, Beto has his brand. Biden has his brand. You need something where people can go, "Oh, she's that person." You right? Oh, she's the person that cares a lot about this issue, or she's the person that acts like this. You know what I'm saying? You know what doesn't help her is that she she never sat on any committees in the two years that had really big like media testimonies. Oh, like the like like Amy Klobuchar and Brett Kavanaugh. Right, right. I or, mean, or Kamala Harris, and you know, people, or like Elizabeth Warren and the Wells Fargo guy. Right. You know? I think I think those can lift you out of obs- complete obscurity. Exactly. But after that, there's that's just like a very small thing yeah. that you build on. That can get you to five percent. <laughs> yeah, that can get you to. Okay, I guess next person, kind of in the same vein, I think, is like Cory Booker. He's got no media attention, like just none. And, and I mean, he was part of the Kavanaugh hearings, I think. Yeah, it's interesting too because he's he's running a campaign of like positivity. That's like his thing. He's trying to go back toward the Obama hope mm-hmm. message, and just no traction. Again, what is his? What is what is he supposed to be? Just, what kind of candidate? What does he represent? What people does he want? You he, know, he seems very insincere to me. Um, it, it's just a feeling. There's nothing like concrete that i can point that to but it just seems like like this is how i'm supposed to talk and this is how i'm supposed to wave my hands right yeah well yeah he seems like more manufactured yeah right um yeah i'd say so i'd say the state the same which is really bad yes because look if you're pulling like one percent 
and the answer is the same, the same, the same, the same. You got a real problem. Yeah. Um, okay. What about Beto O'Rourke? I think Beto O'Rourke, um, his, it, it, it seems like his, his fire is dying out a little bit. Um, he, he doesn't seem as relevant. Um, he didn't raise as much money as people thought he was going to, given his, his 24-hour numbers. And because I think he raised like 6.1 in the first 24 hours and then 9 million in the first quarter, which <laughs> is, you know, not very much over right. his first day. So, so, so I don't know what's really going on with him. He's, um, I know his, his big criticism is that his, he lacks policy. Uh, and that's, I'm sure that'll come though. He has time to develop that. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And maybe on a debate stage, he'd be able to differentiate himself better. Right. Um, although yeah, it, it just we just don't even know what Democratic primary voters are really looking for at this moment. Right. I guess we can think of the debates as like the first checkpoint. The first debate will be like the first checkpoint of the Democratic Ooh. primary. And I, then I'm Iowa caucuses pop, will popcorn. be the next checkpoint. Poppers. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make popcorn. <laughs> Peniel popcorn. <laughs> whenever Nicholas and I have a tradition, whenever there's like a big debate or big political election or event or something like that, we'll make jalapeno poppers for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> Yo, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. You just kept on calling them Democrat blue Peño poppers. <laughs> <laughs> no I flow. Think, I think you were just craving them one day. Yeah, and yeah. And you I, shoehorned them in. Yeah, I I probably saw some tasty video of them. Yeah. And then just decided to make them. Ooh. Ooh we should make those for the yeah, debate tomorrow. Immediately starts texting me. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Peño poppers. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I, I agree. I think Beto's slid a little bit in media attention. I think him... And Pete Buttigieg fill a little bit of the same spot, right? Inter- yeah. Interesting, young, intellectual, authentic white guy who can offer up something new. Well, what, and, and Buttigieg is much more unique, obviously, being a gay mayor from Indiana who's a Democrat. Right, yeah. I, I think... I yeah. mean. I mean, that's just a very unique brand. Yeah, I, I think if I was the Beto camp, I'd be really threatened by Buttigieg. He's yeah. going to steal a lot of his thunder. Yeah, he is. Um, and 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 he's I mean he's good, he's yeah. he's a good he's guy good. he's relatable just like, just like Beto was. Well, it's interesting how similar those two candidates are. I you know. know. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, obviously they're not. It's it's just like Both. very surface level things. But people think of candidates on surface level impressions. Yeah. Well, so. well, and the interesting thing about Beto is that he's a moderate trying to be a progressive. If you just look at his voting record. Um, it's interesting. He, he yeah. picks and chooses where he's moderate. And he picks and chooses. He's yeah. really progressive on like immigration and social issues, but like economically, he's a little more moderate. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is um, as opposed to Buttigieg, who just is a moderate and just isn't afraid to say that. But like again, I say on cultural issues, he's more liberal. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I mean moderate. Um, yeah, I, I guess I mean more moderate, like. Like hold hold on now that's a little too far right for right. for like policy ideas right and Buttigieg's coalition is made up of college educated whites probably college educated do you think midwestern whites or just whites tough to know region right now yeah but I'm honestly probably more coastal because mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if Buttigieg screams midwestern appeal. Just he, the way he carries himself. He's literally from Indiana. Yeah. But that's the same kind of as Beto, too. Same yeah. kind of constituents they're fighting for. That's true. Can Can I bring something up that's a little bit off topic? Just be, before I forget, did you hear what, what Steve King said today? Oh, yeah. He compared himself to Jesus. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's... F, anyway. 
after this Easter weekend, I've, I've had time to reflect on how my persecution was somehow similar to Jesus's. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. He's, he's going to be primaried. He's a crazy person. Yeah, I don't know if he'll win or lose, but it'll be interesting to see. Well, we'll no matter what, it's going to hurt him. <laughs> right, right. Okay, next candidate. Um, Elizabeth Warren. I think she's going up. It seems like she she she's still struggling. It she's still having having trouble finding traction. Um, but a lot of her policy ideas, because she's known now as the the one with the policy ideas, a lot of those are um are hitting well with with primary voters, and they're 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 making a good impression. She's she's kind of setting the standard for policy ideas within the party. Yeah, I mean, she had the Rocky rollout with her DNA test, and people dismissed her off the bat and she was pulling really poorly for how big of a name she was and she's just been trudging away and consistently coming out with bold policy ideas you and really really just trying to be the person that's like the wonk that has the grasp of the details mm -hmm. and the policies and the issues and she's trying to make that her mantle mm -hmm. and she's starting a little tiny bit to climb back into the conversation you know what helps her is i think her story seems very relatable um, yeah, I was watching the town hall with her on Monday and, and she, she was telling her story a little bit and, and it was, it was very easy to justify different aspects of her life given her story and, and, and it helps you, um, connect with her better. Right. Like, you know, coming from a poor family from Oklahoma, um, getting a, yeah, she, she said that, that, you know, she got a scholarship to college, um, got married in 19, dropped out of college. And, uh, but anyway, something that I didn't know that that was really interesting is when, when she was asked to help start the, the consumer protection financial bureau, um, she was still, she was still a, uh, teacher, yeah, a professor at Harvard, yeah, a professor at the time. I thought she was already a Senator at that point, but she didn't become Senator until 2012 where she actually beat a very popular, um, Republican incumbent. Well, that was, that was Ted Kennedy's seat. And then the yeah, the special election, which was like the Alabama special election in 2018, mm -hmm. where the Republican won, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Ted Kennedy's seat just flipped to Republican." This yeah. is a precursor to a big wave. There was a wave in 2010. Then the guy's full term was up for re-election in 2012, and Warren beat him. Yeah, yeah. So 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 she she is fairly new to the Senate, and um, and 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 I think I think she performed very well in that town hall. Um, so I I wouldn't be surprised if if people were watching. To see your numbers improve. Would you consider her the leftmost candidate in the race right now? <laughs> it's it's hard because because like what does that really mean? I mean if if you're talking about like you're right. Yeah, you, you, I mean yeah, like yes, her policy ideas are the most left, even left of Bernie. But Bernie also calls himself a democratic socialist. Isn't that weird? Which, which how can you get more left than that? It's interesting that, and obviously her and Bernie are going to be competing, just like Beto and Buttigieg will be competing. I feel like that'll be a really nice competition though. <laughs> like, like you know, like they're what kind does of that mean? Well, like they won't say mean things about each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're trying to get the same voters. Yeah, and if are. one drops out, their voters, a lot of them, would go to them. You know. Yep. But um, yeah, it, I think it's interesting to take a moment now that she is left more left than Bernie on a lot of these economic issues. Mm -hmm. But the, the the interesting thing is, and like impeachment issues. Yeah, know, impeachment and immigration. I, see, I hesitate to, to to call that left. What do you want to call it, liberal? Yeah, or or, or just Democrat. She or more partisan. It's not. None of these words are good. I agree. Yeah. I don't think there is a good word. Yeah, because I mean, left means you know higher taxes. It doesn't really. There's nothing inherently left about wanting to impeach the incumbent president. She's more. 
extreme. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but 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 I mean, but her policy ideas, especially the the wealth tax over fifty million, it, it's it, it's popular. Like 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 it, it's a very popular idea. I assume once people find out that it taxes existing wealth, it probably won't be as popular. But still, yeah. But but I mean, the only people, the vast majority of people who wouldn't support it would just be out of principle, because obviously, like who has over fifty million dollars of wealth? Right. But yeah. Right. Um. Okay, what about Andrew Yang? I mean, I think he's a he's he's kind of a flash in the pan. I don't really he he seems like a really smart guy, um, who's who's incredibly forward thinking, and I hope that like his goal is other candidates kind of learn from his um, ideas. I think he, uh, yeah, I actually, I but I'd say his stock has gone down a little bit since he flared up real quick. Yeah, and people started to know his name, but still never was that relevant. Yeah, could, um, could we do Klobuchar? Yeah, Klobuchar. I I honestly think after watching her town hall performance, is that she has gone down and doesn't really have a shot. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because she's so uninspiring when she talks about her like moderate positions, and I know she's trying to sell herself as the pragmatist. Um, but just the way that she talks about it is like, oh, you want to do that? Well, that's not going to happen. Like, oh, we'll never get there. And and that's just hard for voters to really get enthusiastic about. So you're saying that she has to wait, find a way to brand herself as a moderate, which essentially will shoot down a lot of ideas that Democrats want, but do it in a way that still enthuses people. Yeah, 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 exactly. She, you know, she even said something like, you know, I, I really wish I could um, tell you that, you know, look under your chairs. Everybody has a college diploma. But sorry, it's not there, and it and it's just like 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 what are you trying to? Uh, I mean, I'm sure she's she's just throwing a little shade at at Warren or or Sanders by doing that. She's probably trying to separate herself, become yeah. but, stand out more. But but it's not inspiring. You, you know, it doesn't make me scream like 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 it, it's like oh like like you're just gonna like poo poo everything I really want. Right. Right. She has to figure out a way yes. to communicate. So, well, yeah, I, I think her stocks dropped a little bit too just because this has been a big opportunity for people to really grow in name recognition and become part of the national conversation. And she really hasn't taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And I think when she first hopped in, people overrated her a little bit because they, they expected her to grow a little more in this period, and she hasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, everything's so early on. Once the first debate happens, then yeah. we'll, we'll really know for sure. J- just to clarify, yeah, this is, this is like how... Just in the last two weeks, you had a little stock market like, chart, you know, like this is how they'd be. Get this. At this point, you know, nobody's when, done. Well, at this point, you know, last primary season, Trump hadn't even announced yet. Right. So. Right. And that, that's where we're at. The current front runner, runner hasn't announced yet. So yeah. he will tomorrow, though. Yeah, that's what they say. What do you think? Is he going to be sitting down? Sleeves rolled up? Well, he's going to be, it's a video, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he going to be standing up with his sleeves well, rolled up? I think up? it's like a like an edited video. Yeah, no, I know. Is he going to be changing his oil? <laughs> Coming <laughs> off from under the car on the little be, wheels? He's going to be plumbing? Yeah, well, be, hey, didn't see you there. <laughs> I'm Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> it's going to be him but, in the streets of Scranton. Oh, yeah. But that's but that's what I think of of Klobuchar is I just think like she she, she and, and Biden and all of them are going to have to find a way to, to make being a moderate exciting. I think Biden has a little more inspirational... He does of a tone than Klobuchar. Yeah, I think all you know, 
a lot of what made Bill Clinton successful as a moderator is he was a great speaker and he's great at communicating his positions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, if you're you know if you're a good communicator and you're able to show like you're able to refocus and you're able to emphasize the things that you think are really important, mm-hmm. then and you'll be able to c- communicate why the moderate path is better. These are things you'd have to focus on if you want to run in that lane, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is. Vern versus Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> you want affordable health care? Well, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't think she said she, that. She, she didn't say that, but, that, but that's what it comes off like. You know, we can get a little bit better, but, you know, you can't ask for too much. Yeah. That's just what, what, what it comes off as. And, it, and, and, you know, even if she's right, it's hard to gain votes that way. Mm-hmm. What about Kamala Harris? I think she's gone down a little bit. Um, she she hasn't really done much except for her identity to really separate herself from the pack. And I it, think there's some natural talent too. What like, do you mean? When you see her talking, like she has talent or lacks. Yeah, it? she seems like a she seem, like if you see her talking to a crowd mm-hmm. versus talking Klobuchar talking to a crowd, you can yeah. see a little more. Um, seems a little more intelligent. Seems a little more articulate. Yeah, not yeah. articulate, but um, communi- good better communicator. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 and, and she is good, and, and I've always liked her. It's just, um, you know, th- she got criticized for this last town hall for not taking a position on anything. Really, she she, she was saying everything is, um, oh, that's a good conversation to have, or oh yeah yeah like like you know we should we should talk about that more and we should look into that, um, but not really saying one way or the other, and and it, it it leads people to believe that she's more of an opportunist who's who's really trying to feel out you know what does the polling data say and then I'm going to pick my position versus what does she really believe right which. Which is what a lot of people do, but she's not very good at hiding it. And she, and there's a balance too, right? Yeah, it's I'm, pretty extreme when it comes to that stuff. I, I mean, I would say that you, you know the more the more um, impassioned candidates tend to to be less of an opportunist in that sense. Um, you, you know, people like Warren, or I mean, even even Klobuchar. I mean, she she's saying stuff that she's knowingly is not popular. Um, but it's it's what she really believes. So so you have to give her some credit for that. <laughs> right, that's true. I think. I think you're right. I think she's had a little trouble finding her footing and again, branding herself. What kind of candidate is she going to be? Is she a moderate? Is she somebody who can get suburban voters? Is she a minority? You know, is she a candidate that's going to focus on, she's a minority candidate. Is she going to focus on civil rights and criminal justice? What does she want people to see her as? And she really has that lane open to herself. Well, Cory Booker could take that lane. Yeah, you know, he, they he say, could take it. Well, that's but, what he's running on. Actually, yeah. it's a huge thing. But but it's also it's interesting because she is really of all the candidates, she has the most upside, and she can appeal to the most groups, and she can build the broadest coalition within the Democratic primary with her natural mm-hmm. talents and her. She's a woman and she's half Indian, half black, and she can speak to a lot of different communities, but she runs the risk of not having one group that naturally supports her, if that makes sense. Kind of like Marco Rubio, right? Like, oh, he can appeal well to everybody. He was very non-offensive to a, a lot of groups, but then he turned out to be nobody's favorite. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I think Kamala Harris has to and i honestly i think she should really really go harder for the black vote i don't think she's doing enough to appeal to black voters and to speak to them on issues and maybe she'll have a hard time because she has her criminal prosecutor history 
mm-hmm. run on criminal justice reform. Yeah. And maybe that's probably why she's not. But I think that's the most wide open lane for, for her. Yeah. With, with the least amount of competition. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because, um, so you, you have, okay. Well, can I ask one question first? What, what's up with Ross Mewson polls? They're Ross just Mewson. always, um, tilt toward Republicans. Do, do you know why? Like, what do they do different? Cause because I'll, I'll, I'll be looking on real clear, clear politics and see every poll trending in generally the same way. And then Ross Mewson is just flipped. Well, it's just because whenever a pollster gets certain demographic groups, mm-hmm. whenever they poll for a certain amount of demographic groups, right, you can never match the country completely. So yeah. they weight certain groups, right? Hey, we didn't reach many um, black Americans, but we're going to weight their results to how mm-hmm. much black Americans there are yeah. in the country and how they you know usually respond, stuff like that. Um, when they weight it, they just weight it too much in favor of Republicans. You know, it it makes sense. I I just wonder if they've ever asked themselves, why are we so different from everyone else? Right. With our results, they are consistent though. Like they're consistently off by the same amount each <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So you can are. actually use it as like in a predictive way. In a sense. Yeah. 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 That's true. So that 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 was a side thing. That that's interesting because I I have seen a few general election polls, and, and granted, it's still super early, but I think out of all the candidates running right now, from what I've seen, the only two that beat Trump are Biden and Bernie. I've seen some where Kamala and Beto do, but it's kind of up and down. I've seen some where Buttigieg... Tougher, and, tougher with the lower name recognition candidates. Yeah. Like, like Buttigieg and Warren both lost in some recent ones I saw, which was interesting. Um, but but again, it's super early, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, Biden, yeah, it is too early, to, but it's a good gauge at the same yeah. time to rate the candidates relative to each other. Everybody Trump. didn't take a drink every time we say it's too early. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, I got another one for you. What Go. about what about Bernie in the last two weeks? I think um, I think Bernie's. I mean, it seems like he's he's remained stable. Um, I would say he hasn't changed. Um, although I did see one poll; it was the first poll I saw, so it could have been an outlier of him beating Biden by a few points, actually. So I thought that that was interesting, but everything else seems to be about the same. I think I'm going to agree with you. I don't think I've disagreed with you yet, but kind of for different reasons. Because I just think, what would Steven say? And then I, yeah. and I say it first. <laughs> <laughs> um, because who knows? Yeah. It's always, well, this is all speculation. Well, you, you don't want speculation, then don't listen to yeah. talk radio, kiddo. Exactly. I mean, it is early. Yeah. I mean, as early as it is, <laughs> it's pretty early. Um, I think that he's done a really good job of dictating the conversation. He's everybody's been kind of reactionary to him and he's been getting a ton of media attention Mm. and he has been very successful in his appearances in recent town halls. Mm -hmm. And I, I forgot to mention, I I actually met mine a little bit, not by polls, but just by feeling is I feel like he did a really good job in the Fox news town hall. And, and, and that might, I I I would say, and it's not just my opinion. A lot of um, you know, articles came out saying that the, that that he kind of killed it. Um, so much so where other candidates are now looking right. into doing the same thing. I mean, it's so early, but yeah, he did. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. No, I it, well, <laughs> it it's interesting because there's a very large percentage of the population who only watches Fox News, who has no real exposure to Bernie, other than what Sean Hannity and, and 
Tucker Carlson say about him. I mean, I, I mean, they might have never seen one of his speeches, never seen a debate with him because Fox News n- never ran them. So I, I think if this w- w- was their first look at him, they might. Um, a lot of people might think to himself, like, "Hey, what this guy's saying." So people who watch Fox News solely already assuming didn't like Bernie. So if he could change uh, even a percentage of their minds. That's just gain votes. Well, it's a chance for him or, to speak directly to an audience that's never heard his message. Yeah. And yeah, speak directly to him, unfiltered, yeah. not through Hannity or Tucker Carlson. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it, that, yeah, I think he did a good job too. Yeah, so 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 I think just for that aspect, I, th- there's no data that backs this up, but I would have to say he's he's doing a little bit better since that. Right. Because he had nothing to lose. Right. Um, I do think, though, he's slid a little bit in the polls. Um, he's in like the high teens again. Maybe not. Well, eh, not not quite the high teens. But he's lost like a point or two in the average. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's due to Buttigieg kind of coming up, and he dips into Sanders' coalition of young voters, and okay. so that 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 like threatens Sanders a little bit more. Um, but, but young moderates who like Sanders for some reason, because nobody who well, really cared about the progressive message is going to vote for Buttigieg. I mean, yeah, probably. But a lot of young voters th- that were more moderate than you'd expect voted for Bernie because there's just that huge young and old divide yeah. in 2016. Isn't that weird? He's the oldest candidate, gets the youngest voters. Right. S- someone asked him in the most recent town hall, how do you do it? What do you say? I I mean, just a you know Bernie answer of, you know, I think it's our message that, you know, forward right. thinking and all that. But but I just think it's funny because, like, how do you answer that question? Right. I think I think young people value authenticity. Yeah, that's why they had a hard time with Clinton, well, like Sanders and, more. And, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it. This is just my personal experience, is that um, because we know how to use computers so well and like look up different things, um, a lot of us were able to find um, different examples of how authentic Bernie was by looking at old YouTube videos and and. Um, I think there's more than that to be authentic, though. I think a lot of it's literally just like how the person talks and interacts with people. Yeah. Well, and and I I've always appreciated when any candidate says something, even if I don't agree with it, says something that's unpopular just because they believe it. Mm-hmm. Like like takes a position that they really believe to be the right thing. Like like for, for example, in this most recent town hall debate, um, well not debate, but town hall, Bernie, um, said that he believes that um people in jail um, should have the right to vote. If, if you're convicted and, and in jail, you should be able to vote. And, and you know, I was, I've never given the idea much thought at, at first thought, I'd probably say, no, they shouldn't. Um, but, but, you know, after thinking about his ideas on it some more and, and why that should be, um, he, he made a good argument and it was nice that, that he said it just cause he believed it, even though he knew it was unpopular. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's and that's a good example of authenticity. Yeah. yeah, even before he gave his answer, he said, "You know, I know I'm writing a 30 second ad for my opponent right now, right. but this is what I believe." Um. Okay. What about Joe Biden? Um, well, it's hard because he hasn't even entered the race. Um, I would say that his support. I mean, it stayed the same. All this stuff that came out about him touching women um, uncomfortably. Um, seems to have not phased anybody um, at this time. I I know that there's like 70% of of ca- Californians that, that report said that it didn't change their mind about him at all. But but then again, there's 30% that said it did. Well, you have to think he's getting... That's how the poll worked. He's getting 30% of the vote right now. 
how much of that extra 70% that's yeah. not voting for him was in well, that 30%? Well, it, it, it's just favorable view of, uh, you know, not would you vote for him, but do you think of him differently? I think is what the question was. Right. So, so whether you support him or not, like, you know, he may not be my first choice, um, but I, I'd be part of the 70% who say, I don't, I don't look at him differently. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he had, I think probably his stock went up just because people were saying, well, there's going to be some, like some controversies that's going to hit Biden that's come up in his past. We don't know how people are going to react to that. I think this was an example of something that he kind of weathered and he came out of it pretty unscathed. Yeah. Which is, I think a show of strength. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I think he's going to do fine. Um, I, what, what scares me about him and I don't know if it should or not is just, you know, his, he's prone to gaffing, which is mostly just kind of cute when he does it. But sometimes it's, it's stupid. Like, um, like after this all came out, he made like two kind of stupid jokes about like, you know, they, they gave me permission to, to touch them or something. And so I guess it's that unknown about, um, about that. But then again, if he's running against Trump, like Trump is, he, he says what people can say is stupid things all the time. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, he's going to win or he's yeah. going to coast or anything like that. But I think the fact that he was able to weather this and come out. Yeah. He did a good with job. With the same, you know, his numbers aren't hurt at all. Mm-hmm. Shows more strength than we probably originally expected. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I have a fun question that we can go through quickly if, if we're done with the, with the candidate. Is there anyone I left out? No one major okay. that I can think of. I mean, um, oh yeah, Julian Castro, Seth Moulton, <laughs> easily John Hickenlooper. <laughs> um, what do you think? Going through each candidate, one one on one versus Trump. L- let's say each candidate, if they won the primary, what do you think is going to be their biggest downfall? You know, what's going to be the, the like one biggest thing? line of attack? Well, y- yeah, the biggest line of attack, or the one thing that the, just something that could happen that could really hurt them. You know, if, oh, like biggest weakness? Yeah, like, well, like if. Um, um, I'll just give my example for um, Bernie, for example, is that if some video gets un- unearthed about him, you know, supporting the USSR or, or, or Cuba or something, you know, where he tries to, to differentiate his, his brand of democratic socialism from these like horrible socialist countries that we've seen. Um, if something comes out that that's contrary to that, um, you know, that's, that might destroy him. Okay. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Trump will just call him socialist. Yeah. But but um, they'll probably call it... I don't any, know. It, it, he'll probably call <laughs> any Democrat socialist. See? I don't think it'll stick as well as it would with Warren it, and Sanders. It won't, but, the, but, but they'll try for sure. Right. Like, like, like they'll try and call... Um, th- I mean, they'll try and call Amy Klobuchar socialist for wanting a public option. But, but do you think that'll convince as many people? No. no. I don't know. It's kind of... I'd have a hard time answering your question because I don't think I think it's pretty like the Bernie one I can see, but it's kind of hard to predict other ones that could come out. Well, I I would think um, that's kind of the whole idea of like the October surprise is like no one really sees it coming. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I, I mean, there's always you, you know, um, what's his name Biden making a really stupid gaffe, and him just saying really stupid things. That's like you know, do we really want this president who's who who just can't control what he says? You know, that's that's a big one. I don't know if, um, or, or Warren, um, what do you think is a good one for Warren? Just her biggest weakness against Trump. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, her, her weakness again will be her policy positions. 
Um, even though they're Trump, popular, Trump will probably relate her to Hillary Clinton. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Just like just another Clinton Democrat. Or no, but like women stuff. You know what I'm saying? He could. Yeah. Um, I think Kamala Harris will just maybe Trump will just make fun of her for just being like a nobody. Yeah, it's like like he'll say like she she she'll seem like B tier to Trump because she's not a huge name yet. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Beto, he hasn't won anything. Yeah, yeah, he's a loser. These are the atta- like, these are the lines of attack you use. Pete Buttigieg, you go who who's Pete Buttigieg? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that that's fair. I I actually think um just closing on this um it it seems that it's too early to tell. Of course. At, at at this point and or at at this part and we um it's it, it's just fun watching watching all these candidates trying to make a name for themselves and see some come up and come down and and just trying to anticipate what's going to happen and then we can listen to this a year from now and see how well we did. Yeah, I mean if you don't enjoy politics, you don't enjoy all the elections, it's too stressful. Like I get it. But also if you do enjoy it and you think it's fun, then, like, don't be ashamed of enjoying it with us. It's like watching sports. <laughs> it is. We have what people say. Well, you, 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 people's lives, man. Okay. It's like watching sports. <laughs> well, it, just, it, it is a good way for people to actually get into the issues, too, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the first debate. And, and with that, from here at LMU to you around the world... Thank you for tuning World. in. You don't think people around in, the universe? I think we we have a huge following in Bangladesh. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> have a great night, everyone.